Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. everyone and welcome to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole, and today we're going to talk about whether this market crash will impact your retirement. So we just experienced the fastest bear market in the history of the S&P 500. It took only 16 days for the market to turn into a bear market, which essentially just means it fell 20% from a previous high. Now, the fact that we're having this, the fact that we're going through a bear market, it's not unusual at all. We haven't experienced one for 10 plus years, but the fact that we're in a bear market, this happens on average once every five to seven years or so. What is so scary or what is causing a lot of people to to panic in the midst of this one is the fact that it happened so quickly. It took only 16 trading days for the S&P 500 to fall 20% or more, and then it continued to fall after that. So if you're looking at this, you're probably thinking that, yes, if I was a younger investor, I would love this. If you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s even, as the market's falling, it gives you a great opportunity to buy great companies that have their prices cut by 20%, 30%, 40% or more. But for people approaching retirement or for people in retirement, the concern is that you just don't have the time to recover. You know that yes, this will get better over time, but the question is when? And do you have enough time to wait it out until you need to start spending down some of your money? So for retirees, a down market isn't just scary, it can potentially derail your retirement plans. And what we want to talk about today is will this market crash impact your retirement? Now, the answer could be yes, or it could be no. It's impossible to know when this is going to be over, so we don't know exactly how it will impact each person individually. But what we can do is we can walk through a simple four-part framework that will allow you to see in your own situation, are you still on track for your retirement goals despite what's happening in the market? So here's the four things that you need to do. Let's start with number one. The first thing is you need to know your spending. Now, if you're already retired, then hopefully you know how much you need to spend by now. And if you're saying, James, why are we starting with spending? I want to talk about my portfolio. Well, without knowing how much income you need and without knowing what your spending is going to look like throughout retirement, we have no idea what your portfolio needs to do to be able to endure this, to be able to be sustainable, even despite the bear market that we're experiencing. So we're going to back up and number one, like I said, is know your spending. If you're not already retired, then here's how you can run the numbers to determine how much it's going to cost for you to be able to retire. There's two approaches. You can take what's called a bottom-up approach, or you can take what's called a top-down approach. Bottom-up approach looks like this. Look at the expenses that you're going to have in retirement, or think ahead to when you're retired, what expenses will you have? Groceries, travel, gas, clothes, utilities, cell phone bill. You can literally take a look at all of your expenses, starting with the expenses that you have today, and you can simply add up what's the cost of those things going to be in retirement. Now, some of those expenses will be the exact same. Chances are your cell phone bill, your cable bill, your internet bill, those things probably aren't going to change dramatically in retirement. Other things though, things like travel or things like golfing or whatever hobbies you want to be doing, those things might change. And so take a look at each item or category of your budget and really be mindful of knowing not only what does it cost today, but what do you expect to be spending on that category in retirement? So that's the bottom-up approach is simply looking at every single thing you're going to spend money on, add up all those numbers and see what the total is. That's going to be your average monthly income in retirement. 
That way is great. It allows you to get a very accurate idea of what retirement will cost, but it's more time consuming. And a lot of people look at that and they say, there's no way I'm going through all my transactions and all my expenses and trying to figure out what that number is. If you want a more simple way, a way that's probably going to get you 90% of the way there is you can take the top-down approach. The top-down approach simply says, what's your take-home income today, assuming you're still working? So let's assume that you are working and that your take-home income is $10,000 per month. So that's after taxes, that's after your 401k deduction, that's after other deductions. You take home $10,000 per month. Now, just because that's your take-home income today doesn't mean that's exactly what you need in income in retirement. For example, let's assume that today your income is $10,000 per month after taxes, but today you're also paying for a $3,000 mortgage per month. And today you're also investing $1,000 per month into a retirement account that's not your 401k. Well, if that's the case, then what this means is that of that $10,000, $3,000 is going to the mortgage, which may be paid off by the time you retire. $1,000 is going to retirement account that you're not going to continue saving to once you are retired. So really, it's only $6,000 per month after taxes that you really need. So that's a more simple approach of saying, okay, if I just want to maintain the standard of living I have today, let me see how much income I'm actually spending on myself today by backing out the things that will not be there in retirement like mortgage, like certain savings, like certain payments that will just go away when you're no longer working. And then whatever's left, that's the number that you want to maintain. So whether you take the bottom-up approach and add up every individual expense or category to come up with a very accurate number, or whether you take a top-down approach just to see how do you maintain your current income, you have to start with your spending. You need to know your spending needs because it's going to be the foundation for everything else when we start to look at how will this bear market or how will investment ups and downs impact your ability to meet those spending needs. So number one, know your spending. Number two, know your income. So people look at the market and they panic and and sometimes rightfully so because they say, oh my gosh, I just lost 20% or 30% or 40% in my portfolio. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to take a 20% or 30% or 40% decrease in your retirement income. What you need to start with is you need to start by looking at what are called non-portfolio income sources. So that's things like social security. It's things like a pension. It's things like maybe you'll work part-time in retirement. Maybe you have a rental property. So there's going to be income that's not coming from your portfolio. And most often that income is not impacted by the ups and downs in the stock market. So what you want to look at with all that is you want to know that between when you start with step one, which is know your spending. And for this example, let's go back to that assumption we made of let's assume that you need 6000 per month after taxes to live on, well, great. If you need 6000 per month to meet your spending needs, and if you add up your non-portfolio income sources, let's say between pension and a, or between social security and a small pension you have, maybe you have 3000 per month coming in. Great. What that means for you is that the remaining 3000 per month, that's what needs to come from your portfolio. So yes, your portfolio is going to go way up and way down, but you're not dependent upon your portfolio for 100% of your retirement needs. You need to start by saying how much of your retirement expenses are covered before you even having to actually access your portfolio. So that's why I say know your income. And your income can change. It might not be a set amount every single month. Maybe you have a pension when you retire. Maybe you don't. But maybe Social Security kicks in two years down the road. Maybe another income source. Maybe you have part-time work, but that only lasts for five years or six years or seven years into retirement. So know your income, but also be mindful of the fact that your income outside of your portfolio, even when you're retired, it may not be consistent all the way throughout. 
So by this point, you've done number one, you know you're spending. You know exactly how much you need to spend, or at least you know roughly how much you want to be able to spend to maintain your lifestyle and retirement. Number two, you know your non-portfolio income. So you know how much that income is going to be bet by non-portfolio sources like Social Security, like pension, like rental income, like potentially part-time work. Once you're done with that, then you can move to number three. And step number three is to understand your investment withdrawals, meaning you need to know how much you'll need to take out of your portfolio. And the general rule of thumb, there's many ways to look at this, but the general rule of thumb is you can take 4% of your portfolio out each year and have that portfolio last for about 30 years in retirement. Now, this is making certain assumptions about how you're invested and some other factors. But for a second, let's just see what this looks like. Let's go back to our example. You want to spend $6,000 per month in retirement. 3000 of that is going to come from Social Security, which means the remaining 3000 per month needs to come from your portfolio. So 3000 per month from your portfolio adds up to $36,000 per year that you need to take out. If you apply the 4% rule to that, what that means is you need to divide 36000 by 4% to say that 36000 is 4% of what number and that will help you to solve for how much you need in your portfolio at retirement. So in this case, if you divide 36,000 by 4%, you come up with $900,000. Meaning if you have a $900,000 portfolio, that can safely generate based upon the rule of 4%, that can generate $36,000 per year or $3,000 per month of income for you to supplement the 3,000 that you're getting from Social Security. Now really what you want to do is you want to take an after-tax amount. For example, if you're in a 28% tax bracket, I'm just going to use that because it makes the math easy for me and what I'm going to do here. If you're in a 28% tax bracket, that means that you would actually need 50,000 per year from your portfolio to create 36,000 per year after tax. 28% of 50,000 is 14,000. So 50 minus 14 equals that 36. So 50,000 per year is actually what your portfolio would need to create if it was fully taxable, any money that came out of it, in order to end up with 3,000 per month or 36,000 per year after tax. So when we look at what portfolio would be required to generate 50,000 per year, if we divide 50,000 by 4%, what we come up with is $1.25 million, meaning you would need $1.25 million in a portfolio to safely generate $50,000 per year which after tax comes out to 36000 per year. And the reason this matters is because as you're retired, chances are good maybe you have some money in a 401k, maybe some money in a Roth IRA, maybe some money in a non-retirement account. Those are all taxed differently. So what you need to do is you need to take a look at your different types of investments to say what's the after-tax amount that I can expect from each of these. Because as we can see, to get 36000 per year, you may need anywhere between 900000 to $1.25 million to safely generate that depending upon your tax bracket and depending upon what types of investments you have. Again, whether they're IRA, Roth IRA, or otherwise. And then the last thing to understand with that is do you need a consistent amount or does this change over time? What we're looking at here with the rule of 4% is how do you safely generate a consistent amount that increases a little bit each year with inflation? And sometimes that's the case. But other times, your income needs or your portfolio withdrawal needs change over time. As I mentioned a little bit before, maybe Social Security starts a couple of years after your retirement. So maybe you take more from your portfolio those first couple of years, you take more than the 4%, but then you back that down quite significantly after Social Security starts because more income's coming from there, which means you need to take less from your portfolio. Or maybe you have a mortgage and it won't get paid off until a few years into retirement. 
So the mortgage gets paid off in retirement, which puts less pressure on how much income you need once that's done, which means you can decrease your expenses, which means you can decrease how much you're taking from your portfolio. So understand that 4% is a simple rule of thumb, but it's not a static number for for most people. There's going to be changes that impacts that. But now let's talk about, so this is kind of a long-winded way of getting to the point of, will this market crash impact your retirement? Well, let's see what this actually looks like. So the reason these withdrawals are so important and the reason that we need to understand how much you need to take as withdrawals is so important is because of how those withdrawals are going to be taken. Let's assume that you have a million dollars in your portfolio when you retire and it's in a 60-40 portfolio. So 60% stock, 40% bonds. And let's assume that that portfolio can generate $40,000 per year. Well, what that looks like is if you have a million dollars and a 40% of it is in bonds, well, that's $400,000. As this market has been crashing, the the S&P 500 between February 18th and March 23rd, it fell 33.5%. So in just over a month, a third of its value was wiped out. That was a, a very fast, a very rapid decline. Now, during that same exact time, seven to 10 year treasury bonds actually went up in value by about six, six and a half percent. So what that means is that if your portfolio is properly diversified, well, you had part of your money going down quite significantly, but you had another part of your money that actually went up in value. So going back to that $400,000 that you might have in bonds, if you have a 60-40 portfolio with a million dollars, that's $400,000 in bonds, which represents 10 years of living expenses, which means that as the market's going down, ideally you're taking money from the bond portion of your portfolio that's been able to go up in value or at least remain stable as everything else has been falling. Now, that's why it's so important to understand your withdrawals because you can see exactly how much income you have in the stable portion of your portfolio, even as the market's falling. And this really ties into step number four, which is to understand that diversification is crucial right now. If you retired and all of your money was in stocks and you didn't have any cash or you didn't have any bonds to help dampen the blow, yeah, this probably would derail your retirement, especially because we don't know if this bear market is on the recovery or if it's going to continue to go down. If all of your money is in stocks and those stocks are down 35% or 40% even, and you're forced to start withdrawing money from those stocks, well, that's not a good position to be in in retirement. So when we talk about diversification, that's why it's smart to have different types of investments that are designed to do different things in your portfolio. Maybe some of those investments are designed to preserve your capital, to remain very stable. Some of those investments maybe are designed to generate income for you. Others of those investments are maybe generated or designed to grow in value over time because inflation is going to continue to go up. So if you're properly diversified, then what that means is even as the market is going down, that doesn't mean that everything's going down. It just means that the stock portion of your portfolio is probably going down. So those are the years when you want to be taking money from your bond portion or your cash portion because that's remained stable or even grown. Now, let's take a big step back and look at bear markets historically and how those have impacted retirees. I'm looking at a chart right now from Investopedia, and the bear market that we are currently in, this is the 13th bear market that we've had since the end of World War II. Now, on average, every single one is different, but on average, the market falls a little bit more than 30%, and it takes two years to recover. Now, that's average, but some of these numbers are way off. Some of these bear markets, they've taken as long as five years to recover, where some of them have fully recovered in just a couple or a few months. Some of these bear markets, the market was only down 20%. I say only in air quotes here. 
others, the market was down closer to 50 to 55%. But regardless of what you're looking at, it's important to know that the bear market recovery could be two years, three years, four years, even more potentially. And so that's why I go back to the point of diversification being so crucial. If you have part of your money in stocks and part of your money in bonds, and as you're waiting for that recovery to happen, which has happened 100% of the time in the past, you don't need to worry about selling your stocks when they're at the bottom, when they're down 20%, 30%, 40% or more. So when we're looking at the crash, does that impact you? Yes, it definitely impacts you if you're not well diversified. If you're forced to sell stocks when they're at their bottom, it's defeated the purpose of stock investing. But if you're really well diversified, then you know that you can withstand this. You know that you have a portfolio that's sustainable because you have potentially up to 10 years of living expenses just in cash and bonds. Again, that's that million dollar portfolio that splits 60% stocks, 40% bonds. But to know that, you can't just start with your portfolio. You have to start with, as we mentioned, number one, knowing your spending. Once you know your spending, then number two, you need to know your income, your social security, your pension, your rental income. Once you know your income, specifically your non-portfolio income, then you need to understand your investment withdrawals. Can you meet the rest of your income needs that aren't met by social security or other income sources by taking that out of your portfolio and have that number represent 4% or less of your portfolio in retirement? And once that's the case, you need to ensure that your portfolio remains diversified because we cannot predict when the next coronavirus bear market will happen. We cannot predict how long this current crisis will take to recover. But what we do know is bear markets happen on average once every five to seven years. And on average, they decline about 30% and then take two years to recover. Will this case be different? We don't know. It may be average. It may take longer. It may recover very quickly. But it is an important time to stop and reconsider because in the midst of the bear market, it's causing a lot of people to take note and to question whether or not this will impact their retirement. So this is why it's so important to have a financial plan. And a financial plan doesn't have to be incredibly complicated. It doesn't have to be incredibly sophisticated. It just needs to start with outlining the points that we went through today. Because the time to panic and the time to change everything is not in the midst of a falling market. It's not in the midst of the chaos that seems to be happening all around you. So it is important to have that plan up front and to have that plan account for the fact that things like this will continue to happen even once this current crisis has recovered far down the road. So just to summarize one more time, if you want to know if this current bear market will impact you or if any bear market will impact your ability to retire, you need to know your spending. You need to know your income. You need to understand how much you need to take in investment withdrawals. And then number four, you need to understand how important diversification is and make sure that your portfolio is properly diversified. So that's all I got for today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to episode number three of the Ready for Retirement podcast. To see the show notes from today's episode, please head over to the Ready for Retirement website at readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co to see a list of the resources, the graphs, and the notes that I mentioned on today's episode. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show. New episodes released every single week, and by subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified each time that happens. And if you have a question that you'd like for me to answer in a future episode, then you can go to my website and actually submit that. The website, again, is readyforretirement.co, and there's a page called Ask a Question. And by doing so, you can ask your own question that I'll answer on a future episode. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time. Hey, everyone. It's me again for the disclaimer. 
please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.